In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Dear family, today you're in for a sacred teaching moment where you will come to discover how Holy Mother Church used to prepare us for Lent until post-Vatican II, when the hierarchy then, as now, threw out our preparation like last week's trash. As you know, today is known as Fat Tuesday, a day when not very faithful people overindulge because somehow, for the last 50 years, the hierarchy of the Catholic Church has failed to tell them that, it, that that is not the way to prepare for Lent. Instead, we are left with the wretched excesses of Mardi Gras, as if somehow wretched excesses are supposed to prepare us for Lent, as if four days of drunkenness and debauchery are supposed to prepare us for Lent. Well, what shall we do instead of Mardi Gras? Well, I said it before, what Holy Mother Church has handed down to us for almost a millennia was preparation for entering into the penitential season of Lent via the three, week, three weeks prior to the beginning of Lent. Dom Guéranger, the preeminent liturgist, wrote a 15-volume series on the church's liturgical year. It's a must-read, listen, it's a must-read for anyone who wants to present himself as an authority on all things sacred liturgy, as every bishop should be an authority on it. This should be required reading for every bishop who's responsible for the sacred liturgy in his diocese, for what's going on in every single parish church. But now, sadly, few shepherds of the church are even aware of it because the vile hierarchy stole our inheritance, dear family. They stole it from us by letting a non-dogmatic committee, get that straight, a non-dogmatic committee, post-Vatican II, came up with a new free-for-all service known as the New Order. And every bishop just caved. Just like they caved when Bergoglio violated dogma. Violated dogma by trying, by trying to suppress the dogmatic traditional Latin Mass. Get this straight, dear family. Bergoglio has no authority whatsoever to suppress the dogmatic traditional Latin Mass. And in his trying to do so, he has apostatized and schismed from the Catholic Church. And any bishop that cooperated with his suppression, likewise, is an apostate schismatic. They do not have the right to do so. It is dogmatic. Well, I know, I know. Some people might think I sound like a broken record or get too upset. It's your eternal souls. You're darn right I'm going to get upset. That's because they do not know what they do not know, these people who think I'm a broken record, just like I did not know what I did not know. But thanks be to God, all glory be to God, someone gave me the red pill and pointed me in the right direction of where to find the inheritance they stole from us. So as we are now less than 24 hours from Ash Wednesday, let me give you the red pill of knowledge that was given to me. Let me give back to you what was stolen from you 
what Dom Guéranger compiled on what the church taught about preparing for Lent. Quote, The season of Septuagesima comprises the three weeks immediately preceding Lent. It forms one of the principal divisions of the liturgical year. So not just a division of the liturgical year. No, no, no. Dom Guéranger says it forms one of the principal divisions of the liturgical year. It's important. And he said it, and itself divided into three parts, each part corresponding to a week. The first is called Septuagesima, the second Sexagesima, the third Quinquagesima. All th- I'm just quoting now. All three are named from their numerical reference to Lent, which in the language of the church is called Quadragesima, that is 40, because the great feast of Easter is prepared for by the holy exercises of 40 days. He continues, the words quinquagesima, sexagesima, and septuagesima tell us of the same great solemnity as looming in, in the near future. He's talking about Ash Wednesday. And is the great object towards which the church would have us now begin to turn all our thoughts and desires and devotion. Now the Feast of Easter must be prepared for by 40 days of recollectedness and penance. He continues, those 40 days are one of the principal reasons, seasons of the liturgical year and one of the most powerful means employed by the church for exciting in the hearts of her children the spirit of their Christian vocation. He continues, It is of the utmost importance that such a season of grace should produce its work in our souls, the renovation of the whole spiritual life. The church, therefore, here it comes. The church, therefore, has instituted a preparation for the holy time of Lent. She gives us the three weeks of Septuagesima, during which she withdraws us as much as may be from the noisy destruction, distraction of the world. Hear that again, dear family. She, Holy Mother Church, gives us these three weeks of Septuagesima during which she withdraws us as much as may be from the noisy distraction of the world. That's opposite, opposite of Mardi Gras. There's no withdrawing from the noise of the world in the debauchery of Mardi Gras. Holy Mother Church gives us three weeks to prepare for Lent. The priest wears purple during those three weeks as a reminder to the people, hey, it's time to get ready for a sacred season that's going to renew and renovate your soul. He continues. She gives us these three weeks of Septuagesima during which she withdraws us as much as may be from the noisy distraction of the world in order that our hearts may be more readily impressed by the solemn warning she is to give us at the commencement of Lent by marking our foreheads with ashes. You know, it really drives me, drives me crazy. Oh, people say, well, yeah, but in years past, oh, they dribbled ashes on your forehead. Dom Garaget says she's preparing us, Holy Mother Church, for the solemn warning 
she is to give us at the commencement of Lent by marking our foreheads with ashes. End quote. Do you see now, dear, do you see now, dear family, in the three weeks preceding Lent, the true Catholic Church guides us already to begin with drawing from the noisy distractions of the world. True story. True story. The real Catholic Church was so blessed in its guidance that every real Catholic abstained from meat, not on just Fridays in Lent, but on every Friday throughout the year. And this, oh, this caused so much disruption in McDonald's profits that McDonald's came up with, I think it's called the McFish sandwich, to tap into Catholic money on Fridays. That's, that was at a time when Catholics actually did abstain from meat on Fridays and some even on Wednesdays. Back when being serious about your faith meant being serious about your faith. That is how blessed was the guidance given by the real Catholic Church when the world took us seriously until Vatican II. So now let us ask ourselves, what, it's, it's Fat Tuesday, what have we done in the last three weeks to withdraw from the world, to prepare ourselves for Lent? Well, do not be ashamed this year if the answer is nothing. Why should you even think about it? How could you even be aware? Holy Mother Church has said nothing. They stole it from us. Has anyone in the hierarchy, anyone beginning with Jorge Bergoglio or any cardinal or bishop, mentioned three weeks ago that we should begin already then to withdraw in a very special way beyond merely abstaining from meat on Fridays, 52 weeks a year. Oh, nobody even says that anymore. Does anyone in the hierarchy, beginning with Bergoglio, mentioned three weeks ago it's time to begin to prepare for Lent? Has anyone, has a single one, any priest, bishop, cardinal, or pope, has a single one said anything? Do you see, dear family, in this one simple example, how since after Vatican II, the hierarchy has failed to inspire us, to encourage us, to teach us ways to withdraw from the allurements of the world and remind, our, and remind ourselves that we are dust. And unto dust, we, we most certainly shall return. So we would be equipped to fully enter into the sacred seasons of Lent, not with Fat Tuesday, but figuratively, figuratively clothed with the sackcloth and ashes marked on our foreheads, a mark that reminds us that our bodies are created from dust and we shall return to dust. So we should be preparing our souls in all seriousness for the judgment that will come when our bodies do return to dust. After all, I say time and time again, our time on earth is short, but eternity is a very long time indeed. So we should be preparing every day, every day, for where we're going to be spending that eternity. By the way, it seems to be entirely lost on so many now, including the hierarchy, 
But this is an aside, but proper burial of our bodies is a sign that we believe in the sacredness of our bodies from conception till death. So when, watch, this is so beautiful. When we go by a cemetery, we see a visible sign that those were given a proper burial, just like Jesus. This is not rocket science, dear family. But when was the last time you heard a bishop, cardinal, or Bergoglio state clearly and unequivocally that we do not leave loved ones in an urn on the mantle? And we certainly do not scatter their ashes to the four winds. That's paganism. That's, get it straight, that's paganism. So again, our time on earth is short, but eternity is a very long time indeed. So we should be preparing every day for where we will be spending that eternity. So do you see how since after Vatican II, the hierarchy has utterly failed to help us resist the allurements of the world, the allurements of Satan holding out to us the fruit of the poisonous tree. And this is no small insignificant matter, dear family. <coughs> this is a failure with eternal consequences for billions of souls. And yet, and yet so many ignorant and uninformed Catholics want to give them a free pass because they're trying to do the best they can. I actually, actually had a, a priest tell me that. Give the bishops a break, Father. They're trying to do the best they can. Well, this happened to be the same priest that said to me in his office, you know, the older I get, the less I believe in hell. I think mean, I was in seminary at the time. I'm thinking, that, that, that is not something you say to a seminarian who's trying to understand the truths of the church handed down to us by every saint and martyr for 2,000 years. He never should have said that. Trying to do the best they can. Oh, so they get a free pass. Have they read Dom Garager? They don't get a free pass. They don't get a free pass for trying to do the best they can. Not when eternal souls are at stake. Jesus did not send out the apostles in the Great Commission and say, well, just try and do the best you can. Ask St. Paul. That laundry list of persecutions and ultimately martyrdom that he had. Was he doing the best he could? Well, he was. What about the rest of these jokers in the hierarchy? Doing the best they can. Listen, remember how I pointed out. <laughs> it's, it's such a stupid argument for people to say, well, they're trying to do the best they can. Remember when I pointed out that when it comes to open heart surgery or even a, a root canal, you do not want me to do it, even though I will try to do the best I can. Hey, hand me the scalpel. Let me go at you. I'll do the best I can. That's for our temporal bodies. How much more so important is it our eternal souls? Doing the best you can is not the standard set by Jesus, by Peter, by Paul, and every martyr for 2,000 years. No, you don't get a free pass for doing the best you can. Your best isn't good enough. 
We do not want a hierarchy who's trying to do the best they can. We want a hierarchy who lives, breathes, and teaches 2,000 years of the unchanged and unchangeable truth, the deposit of faith, the dogma handed down to us by 2,000 years of saints and martyrs who died for that dogma, and that includes the Holy Eucharist and the traditional Latin Mass. So as we are mere hours away from Ash Wednesday, a day of fast and abstinence, let us, let us give thanks to God that we here actually do know, at least in part, the sacred tradition of the church. And let us stand firm and hold fast to that tradition, no matter what any and every schismatic in Rome says about it, or no matter what they say about us. Remember, Jorge Bergoglio has been ripping on faithful American Catholics now. He hates us. Tough luck, Jorge. We're Catholic. You're not. We are the church. You have schismed away. Let us hold fast, stand firm, and hold fast to the tradition, no matter what Jorge Bergoglio says about us. In nomine Patris et Filii, Spiritus Santi. Amen.